Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today Barbara Mock and I are continuing our one-year series following her epic retirement journey as she makes the announcement, retires, and then goes through the different stages of retirement. We hope you follow along to learn the secrets that she'll be learning and revealing as she goes through this process with us. In today's episode of the Rocky Retirement Show, we talk about resilience. If you've been struggling with all the changes we've had to endure in 2020, then you should listen to this episode. But if you're listening sometime in the future and you are also struggling with change, then you should listen to this episode. The reality is that all of us have to deal with change. The way to get through change is to build up resilience. And that's what we talk about in today's episode. Have you ever felt like you've been in a dark fog? I have. It felt like I needed to get out of the fog so I could see where I was going. It's scary to drive in the fog because there could be someone in front of you that you can't see. And if they hit their brakes, you could smash right into them. Or you could turn off the road if you can't see it. When I lived in Alaska, we used to have whiteouts. The running joke was that if you follow the car in front of you in a whiteout, you could wind up following them right off the road. In fact, this did happen quite often. They told us that we were supposed to pull over and wait for the whiteout to lift. But of course, we never did. And it feels like we're in a fog right now, a whiteout. 2020 has been stressful on all of us. It's been stressful for me. It's been stressful on Barbara. And I'm guessing it's been stressful for you as well. Barbara has the luxury of being able to take classes through a program she has at work. She shared with me about one of the classes that talks about how to cope with all of this. And the theme of the class is victim or survivor. And the premise of what I'm learning is that when people go through trauma, like a hurricane or a tsunami or an earthquake, that people who see themselves not as a victim, but as a survivor, and that things they do help them later, in hindsight, they see that traumatic time as some of their biggest growth. And that really hit me that I've been manifesting the same things we all have when we're stressed, frustration, anger, worry. And so what it talked about in the seminar I learned was finding things where you can have control, but to look for things for growth. And so I really thought about it. Well, I think that there were a number of practices where, you know, when we look at this year, we, we really hoped that the pandemic was short term and we all thought, okay, you know, we, I can do this. I can do this for a month. But then when we look forward, we, we couldn't see what happened next. And the analogy that the instructor gave was you're in the middle of nowhere out in the woods 
your GPS stops and there's a curve in the road and then you come to a fork. How do you feel? And it's stressful, right? I don't know where I'm going. I don't have any direction. And we are all trying to find a way to get control. And what comes out at times like that is either anxiousness or anger, or we feel alienated. Sometimes just losing that loss of ability to predict what might happen can just be really, really unsettling. And so it just gave tools to think about the situation in ways where we kind of take control of what we can, right? We can't stop the pandemic. We don't know what's going to happen. But if you can think of yourself on the other side of it, like when it's all over and envision a future, then you can make some choices. And so she talked about you become emotional and it's easy just to say, I'm going to avoid it. I'm just not going to think about it. Or maybe we medicate ourselves, right? Maybe we drink too much or eat too much or, you know, just from what I've been reading, addiction has just reared its head because it's logical to want to cope. So she defined resiliency as that ability to, to bounce back. And to have the capacity to grow in the midst of crisis. And it was all in how we see ourselves. If we see ourselves as a victim, we are one. If we see ourselves as a survivor or a hero, then we can start envisioning a future that includes that and having the skill to do it. We've had several shows on resiliency in the past. But I never really thought about how we need to be resilient through this period of COVID. We need to be able to change temporarily or even permanently. After all, our lives changed dramatically after 9-11. We didn't know that some of the changes we went through then would be permanent. We all got through it and will get through this too. But what changes can we make right now to help us cope and become more resilient? And so she gave just some some tips about moving 30 minutes a day, just not getting stuck, doing the things we all know that we should do, the reminders, right? Get some sleep, eat well, you know, connect with friends and family, look for opportunities to grow. But what I also liked is she, she kind of taught some practices, like almost like meditation, you know, sitting quietly with your feet on the floor, your hands on your lap, and just thinking about breathing, breathing in, breathing out, being grateful, as you said, thinking of things. Because she said the, um, your thought life, the anxiety starts spinning. And I think we talked before that this year has just been so full of, 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 of strife and conflict and not a peaceful situation and that there are things you can do. And so one of the things she said to do was to write down between one and five growth areas that you've grown since the pandemic. You know, because it's been 10 months. We recorded this episode right after Thanksgiving of 2020. This brought memories to Barbara and how she loved to spend time with her grandmother when she was a little girl. 
My grandma was an immigrant. She came from Canada. Her mother before her came from Odessa, Russia. And she was born right around Thanksgiving. So we always celebrated her birthday. And she was just just the most loving, kind person. She loved to cook. She had a, an amazing sense of humor. She could draw, she could sew. She was just one of those really, really talented people, but just was so loving. And so I just have really, really fond memories of that. And so in the video, I just shared a little bit about that with the grandkids. And I think someday I'll show them a picture. And so we just didn't ever want to miss a holiday with her. And so we consistently would go to that side of the family. And it just didn't seem like it was Thanksgiving without the meal that we would have. And I, sometimes I laugh that you could take a picture of our table 50 years ago and then today, and it would be exactly the same. Everyone has their special recipes and the things that they, that they share. We would always sing the doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow and say a prayer and then start eating. And then we didn't want the food to get cold because there'd be 30 people. And then we would say what we were thankful for. And, you know, when she passed, we we had a video of her life too. And so I'm realizing that in order for oral histories to be passed on, they just can't stay in a drawer. Somewhere along the line, a grandma or a great grandma needs to share share those histories. And so I just told them about my memories and why Thanksgiving was so fun for me as a kid. After we talked about Thanksgiving, the conversation naturally turned to Christmas. Christmas is a wonderful time of year, but the days are so dark leading up to Christmas. After all, December 21st is the darkest day of the year. We talked about her faith and how she believes that the Christmas story climaxes with the faith, hope, and light that Jesus brought into the world. I wasn't raised with customs such as Advent. I never knew what those little Advent calendars were for, so it was nice to hear her story about hope. And after the year that we've had in 2020, who doesn't need to focus on hope, peace, joy, and love. And the idea of Advent is that Christ came, and now we're waiting for Him to come again. And so it talks about the already and the not yet. So Christ is already here, but He hasn't returned yet. And I was thinking that that's kind of where I am. I've already said I'm going to retire, but it's not yet. So I'm in this space between contemplating and thinking about what's going to happen three to six months from now. And while I'm anxious for it to happen, I'm recognizing that being content during this dark, dark time to really think about it like death, right? It's the end right now, winter, cold, dark, and it requires death and kind of letting go of some things shedding my expectations, letting go of all the plans I had, and just seeing what's next. So I'm giving myself permission to not strive, to not be perfect with the house. I'm not going to do Christmas cards this year. Those are a ton of work. 
Um, not that I don't feel happy and blessed. I just feel like mm, it's just not this year. I'm not screwing around with packages and wrapping. I'm making things for the kids. And so I'm realizing that my Thanksgiving was a gift because there was no tension. It was very, very relaxing. It's interesting that we as humans can look at the exact same story and see it in different ways. You might have experienced this with family members. You both lived through the exact same event, but it affected you differently and you remember it differently too. That's one of the reasons that so many people love the TV show, This Is Us. It's because you get to see events unfold from many different people who are in the same family. Barbara is looking at Thanksgiving 2020 from the angle of peace, relaxation, and she's giving herself permission to do the same with Christmas. Instead of dwelling on the fact that she wasn't able to see her family this year, she's focusing on the fact that she and her husband got to connect in a way that they haven't for a long time. And she is looking to the future. We'll be starting on a new year. And while I'm hopeful that things will get better, I've kind of let go of my expectations. I've let go of my timetable and just said, it's not yet. It's not yet. Barbara is an action taker. She's putting into action the lessons that she learned from her class. You know, the one about seeing yourself as a victim or a survivor. She's creating lasting memories for her grandchildren in the form of these stories that she's sharing with them. And she's not leaving the stories to chance in their memories. She's writing them down and getting them printed. She's also taking the instructor up on her advice to move more. I've been moving more since January of 2020 when my husband and I made the commitment to only watch TV after we'd exercised. This commitment has helped me to lose 18 pounds. And there's also something about exercise that helps me to eat better. It helped me get out of my depression. Moving seems to help with everything. I think one last quick story, and you can use it if, if you do want to, if not. But we've been stuck inside for days for the holiday. And you know, after you eat too much turkey, even when it's just a small, small turkey, I wanted to move. And I said, okay, the skies are lifting, this, the clouds and the rain aren't here for a moment. The next storm hasn't blown in. I just need to get out and move. And so I had this idea that we could go on a hike to a place called Oyster Dome. And it's, it's, a, it's a tough hike. And my husband said, oh, no, I mm, don't want to do that. I said, fine. If not, I, I got to go. I got to move. And he said, no, I'll find something else. So he searched and he found this hike that wasn't very far from our house that is in the valley and it's in an estuary. It's in an area where they're trying to restore the wetlands in order for salmon to recover. And I'd heard that they were working on this, but we'd never been there. So we set out and it was foggy. And I said, oh, really? Because <laughs> we were coming from the hill down into the valley. And I just said, but you know what? It doesn't matter. We've got to move. And so we started walking on this new trail and the sun burned through the fog. And it was 
amazing because we had a muddy trail or a paved trail. And at first we stayed on the paved trail and we thought, well, let's go on the muddy trail. And it took us to this little island called Spencer Island. And we went across a bridge and it truly is just, you know, nature. I mean, it's, it's the fish, there's a heron, there's ducks. And we walked and as we walked, we got closer and closer to a view of the Cascade Mountain Range. And there had just been snow. And so it's very, very white on, on the mountains and the air was clear and it was clean. And it was just kind of a picture of how I've been feeling. I've kind of been in a fog, not sure which way to go, not sure which path or road to take and just taking one foot in front of the other. It's been a tough year. That's true. And you know, as Barbara and I were talking, and as she was telling me some of the stories that have happened over the past month since we've spoken to her last, it brought me to think about all the things that are happening today, and all of the pressure that a lot of us feel because, well, many of us are angry with friends that we've been friends with for years, or maybe we're angry with family members. But at the same time, it feels like, wow, we weren't allowed to see them. We can't get together in the way that we could before. We can't get together with our friends and our family. And so even though we have our blessings, and Barbara and I did speak about blessings that all of us enjoy, but even though that we, we have blessings, it doesn't mean that we can't feel the loss. We can feel the loss and we can still move. We can be resilient. We can be survivors instead of victims. What did you learn today? What are your takeaways? I have three takeaways for today. One, take action. Barbara takes action after every class she takes. She doesn't just take a class and forget about it. She doesn't just read a book and forget about it. She takes a class or reads a book and then she figures out how it relates to her own life and then she makes the changes she needs to make. Two, try to find the good in each situation. We can all sit here and dwell on the fact that we couldn't see our families or friends the way that we're used to seeing them, or we can enjoy the peace and the solace of the holidays without the craziness of the holidays. We can meditate now that there's more time for quiet in our lives. Three, Move. Get out and move your body, even if you don't want to. You might see that the fog is lifting and you'll be able to see more of the beauty around you. So for the listener, I hope that you've gotten some takeaways out of today's episode too. If you've noticed that the show seems a little different today, you're right. I'm experimenting on ways to make it better. If you enjoyed the slightly different format, Please let me know. Podcasting is a lonely business because most of you are listening when you're doing something else. And by the time you've come back home to give feedback, you've forgotten. <laughs> so unlike other media formats, we don't get much feedback as say a YouTube listener or a YouTuber gets. So do me a favor, please. If you like this episode, let me know by giving us a rating and review on whatever podcast catcher you're listening on. But if you didn't like it, please let me know in the show notes or by sending me an email from the website. 
You can find the website and the show notes at rockyourretirement.com. Just go to the episodes tab and you'll find it. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time on the Rock Your Retirement Show. Bye.